0: so glad that you're here this morning my name is david Campos. my wife and i are our uh, community pastors and i just want to welcome you to church this morning everybody we're starting a new series and it's called the blueprint for freedom the blueprint for freedom it's it's interesting that that we're talking a lot about freedom we just pray that god would bring freedom to those 11 pastors in nicaragua and we're believing that he's going to do that amen And and so, you know, when you you think about the blueprint for freedom, me coming from the construction side, uh, I've been a pastor for, uh, I think it's going on four years now, full time. I was a a superintendent before this. And so I'm very familiar with blueprints. I'm very familiar with the idea of a a print teaching you and showing you and giving you the dimensions and locations um, and and all the things that you need to build a building like this. Build your home. Build whatever you want to build. But I'm also cognizant, and I won't bore you, of all the things that happen before one shovel gets, one shovel gets put in the ground, before one ounce of dirt gets moved, before the, the contractors even show up, where you have meetings with, with, with architects and with engineers of all kinds, civil and electrical and uh, all kinds of engineers planning this, this, this whole project. And they go through the project, and we look at it, and we find things that do quite don't fit right. And quite, can I be honest with you, technology does a really great job for us now. now. Now there's 3D drawings where you build a building in 3D and you can see where pipes are hitting each other and things aren't aligning and jiving. So that's a lot easier, by the way. Uh, so just a, a, little, a little tidbit about construction. So I, again, I said I wouldn't bore you and now I'm talking about it because I, 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 love, I love construction. Uh, but, but ultimately we get this blueprint, right? And this blueprint guides us to build this, this, this building. In the same way, I think God has given us a blueprint that we that we should follow. Amen. God gives us a blueprint for our lives. You know, we're, we're talking about freedom. God gives us a blueprint so that we can we can um, experience freedom, deep freedom in our hearts and in our lives. And so, I so I'm I'm excited for for what we're what we're going to uncover and what we're going to start talking about as we step in into freedom. Let's jump right in. Amen. Mark's, Mark uh, 1, uh, Mark 1, verse 14 says this, Jesus came into Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand or uh, the, has come near. Repent and believe in the gospel. In, in Mark's gospel, he, he records these words as the first words that Jesus or Yeshua spoke. And, and I, think, I think that's where we have to start in what Jesus was coming to proclaim. In the, in the, in the same way you start a building by, by breaking the ground when, you, when you're going to lay the foundation, right? And that is, that is the most important part of the building. It doesn't matter how beautiful it is. It doesn't matter how, how many amenities you have in it. If your foundation isn't right, that building is going to come down. It will crumble. It will crack. It will, it will move. Right? So, so we're going we're gonna to start at the foundation with this. So we're gonna start unpacking what what the the almost like the drawings or the blueprints God has laid out for us and how we build this foundation, this relationship with Him. The Lord said in this verse, the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the gospel. I think sometimes there is there's a bit of a negative connotation to repent. I myself, I think that's one of the greatest words in scripture. We can repent. We can start over. God says, hey, I, I give you an unlimited amount. You, you don't, you're not going to run out. So we come and we repent before the Lord. You know, quite honestly, I, I, when I wake up in the morning, I say, Lord, I, I'm sorry. Lord, forgive me for anything that I've done subconsciously, unconsciously, in my conscious, Lord. I want you to forgive me in all areas and aspects of my life. I don't want the enemy to hold anything. I don't want the anything to hold anything in me and on me. I, I, want, I want to walk in this freedom, and I want you to walk in this freedom as well. But it, what, what repentance means, the definition is to feel such sorrow for sin or fault as to be disposed to change one's life for the better. To be penitent. Right? Not just, not just a feeling, but, but actually turning away from what causes sin. As we re- go, go through that little scripture a little more, well, what is, what is the gospel? Jesus says the, the good news is, is that the kingdom of God has come near. That's what he was trying to, to tell the people in, the, in that time, that Jesus was bringing the kingdom of God to earth, making it available for everyone, not just rabbis and priests and Pharisees or, or any other of the religious leaders of the time. The kingdom of God had come to all who would repent and believe. He's no longer distant from people, no longer disconnected, right? Those are his first words repent and believe. And it's interesting that his last words were it is finished. And we understand that in those moments where he said that the kingdom of God has come near, he was establishing that as he walked through the earth. And then on the cross, he said, it is finished. The Bible records that the, 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 the curtain that was around the Holy of Holies was rent from top to bottom. And, and it was a symbolism of the Holy Spirit now being released, the Holy Spirit now being available. We can, we can read through scriptures, right? And on the day of Pentecost, it came and it filled the disciples and those who were in the upper room. The kingdom of God has come near to all who would repent and believe. So, so what is the problem that, that Jesus came to solve? Yeah, yeah, he came to solve sin. He, he, he came to eradicate that. But Yeshua, Jesus, came to bridge the gap of separation between God and humanity. Again, he, he did, he came... To pay the price for our sin. But the chasm that separated God from humanity was now once and for all connected. It was now, it, there was now a, a, a way that we could go into the Holy of Holies. It needed an ultimate sacrifice to bring the kingdom of God to earth. So now we can begin to live in freedom. Karina read us uh, Luke 4, 16 through 21, where Jesus stood up and he read from the passage of Isaiah. And, and just quickly, he said, he said, I've come, the Spirit of the Lord is on me because he's anointed me to, to what? To proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind. To set the oppressed free. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. He sat down, everybody was looking at him like... Why isn't he continuing to read? Why did he stop there? And he said, today, the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Well, for us, right? We, 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 don't, we don't understand the context and the, the you know, the, the, the bigness, the, the major announcement that that was. We don't understand that. But here we sit today and we're like, okay, pastor, I, I hear you reading this scripture. But, you know, I, I know the good news. Like, I know Jesus. I'm here. Right? Thank you for coming this morning. I, I'm, I'm free, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a prisoner, I'm here, look, I'm, I'm looking right at you, we're, we're, we're looking at each other, right? The Lord come to, to, to give sight to the blind, well, I'm, you know, I'm not blind, check, I can see you. The, to, 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 uh, to set the oppressed free, that's a sermon for another time. <laughs> you, you may feel oppressed, God is here to set you free. To to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Now we're talking. Let's preach about favor. Maybe one of these days. (laughs) We're all free, pastor. We live in America. The the land of the free, the home of the brave, right? And and I think most of that is true. I'm free. That's what you may be thinking this morning. Well, you're free. Well, let me me ask a few questions. Let's, let's, Let's dig a little bit deeper here. When, when, was, when was the last time that you, you sinned in your anger? When was, when was the last time you were lustful towards another person? The thing just keeps coming up over and over and over again. How about, how about the last time you were, you were envious? How about judgmental? I mean, you're always looking at people in a judgmental way. I've told you my story. God freed me from that. How about, how about the, when, when you get so worried that, that it consumes you, that it, 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 just, it, just, it just stops you in your tracks. You get so consumed and worried about something, right? And, and you can justify what you're worrying about because they're important. You're worried about food. You're worried about your children. You're worried about your home. You're worried about your finances. Those things are important. Hey, 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 but but it, it gets to the point where it just, it just consumes every part of you. What about the last time? When was the last time you, you gossiped? How about, how about when you just, you just consistently have a, a, a complaining spirit? <laughs> Nothing, nothing's ever right. You can, you can never see the good in things. Whew. Bless the Lord. <laughs> now, now, now we're starting to uncover a few things that we need to be free from. Amen? Think about this. Why is it when you have a bad day, you get a little stressed, gets tough, Things just aren't going your way. And the first thing you run to is that beer. First thing you run to is that liquor. First thing you run to is that wine. I'm not condemning it. I want you to hear my words. It's the first thing you run to. What about when, when, when you just get so disconnected, when you, the pressure gets so high, the first thing you do is you disconnect and you go to binge. You go to binge whatever your, your thing is, whether it, be, whether it be Netflix or YouTube or Instagram or TikTok, X, social media, movies, shows, cigarettes, weed, pills, drugs. That's the first thing you want to, me, man, I just, I just need to go because those, those are the things that, that calm me down. That's the thing that helps me. That's the thing that, that, that helps me to deal with, with, with the things that are going on. That that doesn't sound like freedom. That sounds like addictions. Well, how about the the one thing that you run to is when you're having sex outside of marriage? Or or you're married and you're having sex with somebody other than your spouse. Those those are the things that that fill your heart. Those are things that satisfy you. Now now we're now we're starting to uncover some things where I live in a free world. Yeah, but, but the enemy has you bound. And I'm telling you these things because God has freedom for you. You don't have to, you don't have to continue to live in that kind of bondage. God wants to be the thing that you run to. God wants to be the first thing that you think of. God wants to be the, your anchor. God wants to be your resource. God wants to be your liberty. God wants to be the thing that you come to when you say, God, I can't do this. God, this temptation is starting to, starting to pull at me. God, I don't want to be that thing no more. God, if you don't want me to do this anymore, I'll give it to you. God, I'll surrender it to you. God, I want to live for you wholeheartedly. God, I want you to have all of me, and I'm ready to give everything to you. I don't want to hold nothing back anymore. These are the bondages that we need freeing from. These are the types of bondages that cause separation from God. These are the type of bondages that quiet the voice of the Holy Spirit in us. These are the type of bondages that convince you that you don't need to come to church every Sunday. These are the type of bondages that keep you connected to your past. These are the kind of things that cause you to cry alone when nobody else is watching, when nobody else is around because you're miserable. These are the kind of bondages that stop you from moving forward in life. These are the kind of bondages that that continue to tell you, you don't need community. People are crazy, man. All you need is yourself. They're going to judge you anyway. They're going to talk bad about you. Because you remember what happened at the last church? They're all the same. Church is all full of hypocrites. Yeah, we are. That's why we're here, for the Lord to help us and cleanse us and clean us. And do something good in our lives. These are the type of bondages that has you convinced. Even now, as I'm calling them out, that this is not for you. He's not talking about you. He's talking about somebody else. Don't listen to this. This this is crazy. There there is that freedom isn't available for you. You don't did too much. You you don't went too far. You don't said too many things. You you don't you you done ruined your life. There's no hope for you. That's that's a lie of the devil. I bind that right now in the name of Jesus, and I declare that freedom would come and establish itself in this place by the power of the living God. Pastor Ross says, freedom is not the absence of something, but the presence of somebody. Somebody say amen, amen. for the presence of God. So then how do we achieve freedom from, from all those things? How, how, do, how do we achieve freedom from that list? What well, Jesus said in John eight thirty one. he says, to, to the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold my teachings, you are really my disciple. Then, everybody say then. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. See, oftentimes on Sunday we come and we have a moment like we just had. It was good. Amen. Yes. Woo! Being in the presence of God, I was like, man, don't stop. This, this, is, this is what's life-changing, right? This is what changes me. The, the presence of God, me, me coming into the presence of God and just sitting there and, and giving him glory and giving him, uh, giving him worship. Amen. Let's do that together. Let's continue to do that together. I want you, listen to me, I want you to come every Sunday into this place with a heart of expectancy that God is going to do something in your life. That he's going to meet you here as we begin to worship him. It's not about getting when we worship. It's about giving him glory. Right? And so we come to church and we have these moments where, where we just we just feel amazing and God is, we feel like God is working in our hearts and our lives. And man, we're leaving here. We're on cloud 10. Woo! Man, God is good. Bless the Lord. Glory to God. I'm ready to conquer the world. Only to realize that we are still bound on the way home. Man, that son of a That idiot? Well, you're number one. (laughs) Or maybe at the restaurant over lunch. We ain't got no ain't got no patience. Somebody messed up a little bit. Maybe they're having a bad day. Maybe God sent you to that. Instead of of you getting mad at the waiter or the waitress and getting all upset, why don't you say, hey man, are you okay? The God just freed me. Maybe I need to give you some freedom, but you can't operate in freedom because you're bound because you're just emotionally driven (laughs) you just you just come to church whoo bless the lord my soul why don't you shut your mouth please come on or sometimes that week and what we do what do we do we wait for next sunday to come around god i just can't wait for sunday so i can get freed again god wants you to live every day free Look how the message version unfolds. This is the same verse in John 8. It it said, then Jesus turned to the Jews who had claimed to believe in him. Hear that? The Jews who had claimed to believe in him. There are still people who claim to believe in him. If, If you stick with this, living out what I tell you, if you stick with this, church. If you stick with this and you live out what Jesus is telling you, then you are my disciple for sure. Then you will experience for yourself the truth. And the truth will freedom, will free you. Listen to me. Your freedom is connected to the discipline of your daily devotion to Jesus. Your your freedom is connected to the discipline of your daily devotion to Jesus. Freedom is a process. And it it takes practice. Where are my sports guys at? Yeah, like A.I. say, we're talking about practice. It takes takes practice. I love it. Later on in John, he records Jesus' words in, in 15. He says, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love hath no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. Similarly, in Mark 12, he says, the most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There's no commandment greater than these. Having a life that is devoted daily to Jesus is our practice number one. Devoted to him daily, coming to him daily. You can talk with Jesus all day long. Listen, I'm, I'm convinced. I do. I talk with Jesus all day. I, I bet people drive by me think I'm crazy because I'm just talking with Jesus. And, and, that, and that's great. And I, and I love that. And I want to encourage you to do that. But there is something that happens when, when you get alone with God, right? Because that, although that's good, let me ask you this. So when does God get a chance to respond to what you're talking about? Because for the, and, and listen, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand in line first because I was guilty of this for many, many years. Man, I was like, Lord, Lord, man, I, Lord, I need you to come through on this thing. God, this is what I need for you to do. God, God, I need you to help me. God, I, and I believe in you. I have the faith. I, I got faith that can move a mountain, God. I believe that you're my, you're my, you're my source. You're my resource. You're, you're everything to me, God. I appreciate you. Love you. Hey, let me know when that stuff is ready. I'm going to come pick it up. <laughs> God is like, well. I didn't know you. I was a drive-through. What you you think you had Jack in the Box, Wendy's, right? But 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 that's sometimes that that's how we treat prayer. That's how we treat our relationship with God. But we, we never take moments where, where you say, you know what, God, I'm gonna shut everything off. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna either wake up 30 minutes early or I'm gonna shut everything off at 9:30. I'm gonna put the kids to bed and the Lord, I know I'm I'm, I'm tired, Lord. I'm not tired, but I love you, God. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sit here and I want you to speak to me, God. I I get it. Me and Christina, we we raised three kids. She raised three kids. (laughs) She's not here yet. I raised three kids. So don't tell her. We'll cut that out in editing. I get it. We know. I know. Our, our Our kids are two years apart and one year apart. I totally get it. I know I know what it is to have a full-time job and have kids and then you got a honey-do list. You got to get things done. But is he worth it? But is he worth it? Is he your source? You you need food and water to live. You don't go without that. We need we need relationship with Jesus so that we can experience freedom. Or, or, or all we get, and maybe, maybe this is some of you here this morning a bit frustrated with your walk with Christ, and all you get is, is just a resemblance of what freedom is. You get the idea of it, but you don't get to live it out. You get the truth of it, but you don't get to live it out. And you're wondering, what's going on? Why, why, why? can I get past this thing? Why, why is this why I just think, man, are you in, are you, are you in your word? Are you, are you reading scripture? Are you giving God a moment to respond? He knows what's happening in your heart. He knows exactly what's going on in your body and in your mind. He made you. Psalm says that, that, that his thoughts, his thoughts outnumber the grains of sand in the world. think about that 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 our creator the god of everything thinks about you more than there are granules of sand in the world <laughs> and and yet we say hey I'm, I'm too busy but we got time for a bunch of other things i'm not i'm not trying to condemn you i'm just telling you that we that there are some things that that have a high value and a high importance. And I struggled in my life and I struggled in my marriage and I, and I made mistakes and I was, I was, I was dumb and I was, I was two people. I was one person in church and I was another person at work. And until I really, I really committed to a relationship with Jesus Christ, to I really gave him every part of me. That's why you always hear me saying things like, man, God wants all of you because I've experienced the reality of living a life that, that is frustrated and, that, and then that I feel like, God, what, what like, why, why even come to church? This is all it is. And, and God told me, well, it, it's, not, it's not me, it's you. <laughs> like, don't forget I'm perfect. And and then I started, and then I just started thinking, I'm like, okay, Lord, okay, God, I come and I listen to this man preach every Sunday. Maybe I should listen to a few things that he's saying. (laughs) Maybe I should put it into some practice. And so, and so the pastor just kept on saying, man, you got to make time for God. Man, you got to get in your scripture. Man, you got to, you got to get on your knees before him. Man, you got you to sometimes step out in boldness and, and share the gospel. Share your story. Be faithful to these things. Put him first. And I said, okay, God, here we go. Let's do it. Bam, here I am today. <laughs> all of my mistakes, all of the things I've done wrong, all of my sin, and God still says, I still got a plan for you. Don't worry about it, David the stupidity that you, that you actually did, you didn't just think about it, you did it, I'm going to pay for that. That doesn't thwart my plan for you. It's greater than what, than what you have done. And I'm here to tell you this morning that no matter what you've done and no matter what you're doing now, you're feeling the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Stop it in the name of Jesus because God has more for you. Maybe his plan is for you to be up here too Maybe his plan is to use you in a greater way right where you are, at work, in your family, amongst your friends. Freedom is not the absence of something, but it's the presence of someone. Your freedom is connected to the discipline of your daily devotion to Jesus. Mark... 12 says, Mark 12 again says, the most important one, answered, uh, answered Jesus, is hear O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with, and, and with all of your mind, and with all of your strength. And the second is love your neighbor as yourself. There is no greater commandment than these. A life devoted to Jesus is practice number one, right? When I speak to my wife, she don't, she don't, she don't like for me to do other things when I'm talking to her. She, she says, I'm going to wait for you to finish. I'm like, no, go ahead. She said, no, I'm going to wait for you to finish because I want you to look at me. I want to have a conversation. That's the way Jesus is with us. I, I, I'm cool. Let's, let's talk in the car when we're driving to work. But what, let's, let's have moments where it's just me and you, and you're not doing anything else. And I can talk with you, and you can talk with me. A quick, a quick note here about community is, is if freedom comes from following Jesus' command, and his primary command is to love God and one another, then the freedom also comes through this process and practice of community. Listen to this, Um, Dr. Robert Mulholland says this, a process of being formed into the image of Christ for the sake of others. Without this critical element, formation will inevitably dissolve into a private, therapeutic, self-help spirituality. That is honestly just a Christianized version of individualism not a crumble to burn, not not a crucible to burn our souls clean and forge us into people of love like Jesus. You cannot do this alone. It It is not God's blueprint for you to be isolated. Living out what Jesus is doing inside of you is imperative to you walking in the freedom that he has for you. He has done something in every one of us, and we need a community to have those conversations with, to share the good things that God is doing in us, and also to share the the struggles that we have in in a place where we're not judging one another, but we're loving on one another, we're helping one another, we're walking with each other. Hey, listen, I may not have the answer, but man, let's pray about that together. The Bible says iron sharpens iron, not air sharpens iron. Jesus Jesus desires us to be free Free from the slavery of sin and God has laid out a blueprint for us to guide, to, to guide us. To become the person who has been so transformed by his love that we love one another and God in the same self-sacrificial way that Jesus loves us. This is, what, this is, what, this is why we start to mold, be molded into being a disciple of Jesus. I love the idea of being an apprentice of Jesus. I want to do everything that he does. I want to follow him. I want to walk behind him. I want to observe the things that he's doing. I want to live my life together with him. And if he said to do it in the word of God, well then I'm going to do it. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna obey the word and I'm gonna step out in faith and I'm just gonna do it. It's a lot of times we 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 can get to where where we, we read scripture and we have a bunch of information and we have a bunch of head knowledge, we have a bunch of understanding of how to do it, but there's something happens with the, the how and the actual doing of it. Eric, go ahead and come on up. It's, it's, almost, like, it's almost like those of us who like sports or if you, if you have a, a hobby that you have some understanding of. Congratulations, Chiefs, by the way. I'm all right. I'm okay. I'm okay. Ooh, greater is he that lives in me than he that is in the world. <laughs> right? I have an understanding of football. I know the rules. Come on, Kyle Shanahan. You got you to gotta defer, baby. You got to defer in, the over, in overtime. You have an understanding of something. You have a, you have a knowledge about something. But freedom doesn't come from knowledge. Your freedom isn't just head knowledge. See, I can know everything about football. I can know all the rules. I can, I can know schemes. Man, you talk to my son. He, he, he's, a, he's a football coach, and he, he can dissect all this stuff. But even him, even David, as fit as he is, he can't get out on that field and do what they do. It takes practice. It takes practice to be that good. It takes practice to do the thing at that level. And I don't don't want you to misconstrue something because with with serving God, there there are similarities. But there is this one thing that is different. We cannot do it on our own. It is not by our strength. It is not by our understanding. It is is not by, by us that we are able to accomplish these things. It's through the power of God. I, I love that, that God uses the lesser to confound the wise. <laughs> I, 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 am, I relish in the reality that God uses those who people have cast off and counted out to do great things. I believe that he has great things for each and every one of us. I like to think that I'm living some of the great things. But I have an expectancy that even greater is coming. Not just for me, church, but for you too. I often think this. I often think, man, I wish I, wish I could make the decision for you because I know how good it is. But I can't. It's your decision. And I, I simply want you to, to sit there as we just take this moment to respond and just say yes. Just say yes to the blueprint that God has for us, God has for you. Just just say yes, God, I'll give it to you. Okay, God, okay. I'll just say yes. I'm gonna trust you. Help me, Lord, help me to trust you. Help me to be faithful, Lord, in this. I don't want to take it back. I don't want want to be like that with you.